seeing all the devastation that Sarah's mom went through, and then she lived out of that, and then in turn turned that on to Sarah, and still threading out through her mom Susie's life was this constant wooing and patience, like year in and year out, even when like she was an absolute mess. And in all reality, like I would never say she even had all her stuff together, even at the very end. But like there was a constant patience and wooing that just gave me like perspective. Like Jesse, no matter how messed up you were to ever get, you can't ever be far enough away from the love of God. Welcome to the Complicated Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah May, and this is a show all about exploring messy heart topics and the strategies we can use to seek healing in the pain and restoration in the ruins. Okay, so we're going to jump in with my husband, but first, I want you to know, well, his name is Jesse. We have been married for 16 years, and you can find him on Instagram at J.H. Craftsman. He does awesome woodworking. You guys are going to love his feed if you want to check it out. I'm such a proud wife. And without further ado, hey, honey, welcome to the show. How are you, everybody? Okay. Let me ask you this very first question. Is this book for men, too? Yes, the the best thing I like about this whole book is, yeah, there's the two main characters, as I'll call it, are women. Like, obviously, you, Sarah, and your mom. But really, I think, for me, I, when I read the book, I read it a few times, which, I'll be honest, I've never read any of your other books two times. I don't think you've read any of my other books at all, have you? Like, those parts of it count? Do you want to plead the fifth right now? I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> So I did write the book mainly for women, but really it is for everyone. But go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of you guys have probably already heard like the whole thing, like Sarah, uh, her growing up, her dynamic relationship with her mom, mom's an alcoholic. And one of the things that I noticed is where the, a lot of people connect are like basically two things. One, they'll either connect with Sarah because they're either dealing with a hard relationship with someone else and it's very difficult or they've had like some sort of abuse or just a really hard childhood, um, usually out of their control and it's been like brought upon them. And then other people I've noticed have just have had that and then have lived out of that very similar lives to Sarah's mom where there's so much dysfunction and they just feel like their lives are a mess. And while those two things are understandable and I think that would really help a lot of people, um, one thing that I connected with had nothing to do with either one of those things because um, Sarah and I, we grew up in like two drastically, yeah, drastically different lives. Like, um, I grew up in a really stable home, loving parents. My parents are still together. Um, like no abuse, no nothing. Um, I grew up in the church, going to church ever since I can remember. Um, and so for straight comparison, my life was essentially easy compared to hers. And so I think there's a lot of different dynamics with that, especially in the church. <clears throat> where you have people who have like a background more or less mine, like the initial reaction for a story like this is, wow, this is a really neat story. It's compelling. And maybe quietly they might be thinking, I'm glad I didn't grow up like that. And so you might have a little empathy for people like that. Um, but I think the really the biggest takeaway 
when I really started to think, reading about it, like I read it in the book the first time, then I read it the second time, it really had me thinking like, like this whole story to me is more or less like from my perspective looking at it is getting a really true understanding of the character of God um, and not um, and just the way he goes about it. Like, you know, I think about the prodigal son, and where the where the father's like given the inheritance to his, you know, to the one brother, and he went off and squandered it, and um, and how, you know, there's so many different perspectives to look at it. Where you know the one son's like, why are you giving him all this, and and why are you like tr- still loving him, and and just just this prideful thing, and then God's basically saying, well, you've already had all this, like you've all you already have it. Um, and so I think there's like a similar line within this is when you guys read the story, if you haven't already, um, it's just seeing all the devastation that Sarah's mom went through and then she lived out of that and then in turn turned that on to Sarah and still threading out through her mom Susie's life was this constant wooing and patience like year in and year out, even when like she was an absolute mess. And in all reality, like, I would never say she even had all her stuff together, even at the very end. But, like, there was a constant patience and wooing that, like, just gave me, like, perspective. Like, man, like, Jesse, no matter how messed up you were to ever get, like, you can't ever be far enough away from the love of God. And that there's nothing that can separate you. There's nothing that can, there's no amount of distance. And, um, and just, it's just, it's just neat. Like something that I'll never be able to experience, you know, unless you you just go off the deep end, but just having like a real big appreciation for that. I love that. I love that you read it totally different. Like you read it from just such a different perspective that I hadn't even thought about. I think that's really cool. So, um, I saw you cry a few times when you read my book. (laughs) What made you cry? It's just, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was just such a sweet story of redemption. Like there was a couple points after mom, after mom had passed away and you were down there with her and then you grabbed some of her belongings and you came back and, um, and then you had to, like, I needed to go down there and basically clean up her. Oh, I need to tell them this story. So you guys, this is love. Find yourself a husband that will do something like this. So after my mom passed away, I had to get a, my flight back to Pennsylvania. She was down in Florida and be with my kids and my family. And But her apartment needed cleaned out. And it was really, really bad because she was sick at the end. And the bathroom was just really bad. And it was really hard for me to even like be in that apartment. I had been in there to try and find like journals and stuff, which are in the book and just my mom's belongings and, you know, just going through it. And I thought, I don't know how I can go back. And my husband, he said he would go back. So he flew down there and he cleaned my mom's entire apartment, like top to bottom, boxed things up, scrubbed it, cleaned it down and would send me funny pictures like of things he would find. (laughs) Um, all while he did that. And that was probably the one of the most incredible things that you've ever done for me was that you did that. What did you, what was that like going into my mom's apartment? 
It was weird. Um, I remember going through. I remember just going through some of her stuff because I know you grabbed a bunch of like her journals and stuff, and you were just like, "Hey, am I sure what I left down there, what I didn't leave, or what I met me have missed?" And so I was trying to like shuffle through stuff, you know, that wasn't important, and just that way we can get rid of it and making sure I wasn't throwing away anything away that was important. And I remember. Um, going through some, and there are all these like <clears throat> formal business letters, and there are submissions to all these publications, like journals and and reviews, and and like Reader's Digest, and it was like one after the other after the other, and basically all said the same thing. And she was trying to she was trying to submit um, writing because she wanted to be published, and um, and there were just there were sweet notes. And I mean, she was just like one, there must've been at least 10, 10 to 12 that I found. She kept them all. It was like this interesting thing of her wanting so bad because she was a great writer. Like she was really good with words and her wanting to be published. And like that never came true. And I think that's like one of the things that just kind of moved me of like, there was a sweetness to, when I was reading everything of just like, all the stuff your mom went through for, you know, for all her failings, like there's like this, there's like this, like a little kindness from God of, of something that was in her that wanted to be a writer. And, and when she passed away, like she ended up essentially being a writer, like just through this book. And because so many of her journals were in there and like, she actually got to do what she always dreamed of doing. She just never got to see it. And, um, and I just think there's a, there's a rule. Oh, it was just like a real sweetness to that. Speaking of that, in the beginning of the book, the first journal entry that I put in, so almost every chapter has a journal entry from my mom in it so that you have her perspective too. And this is one of them. And I don't know when she wrote it. I found it on a piece of paper. So just like mixed in with all of her journals. And it says, I wish part of my purpose would be to write, to give something to others through my writing. God is just waiting for the right time for me to begin my new life. And who knew that the new life would be when she was with Jesus? Yeah. And her words are getting passed on. It's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. So what was your favorite part of the story? What was your favorite part of the book? Well, I have my own chapter. I was just going to say, I bet it's your own chapter, isn't it? There's an entire chapter. Did I title it, Jesse? I think yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Whenever Sarah <laughs> writes... I'm like, hey, how's the book coming? She's like, I'm not sharing anything with you. And I kind of get offended. So I actually didn't read any of it till she had already submitted it to the publisher, which I was slightly offended, but I understand. And so I probably offered to let you read it. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. no, no, no. I, I was trying to get you to offer and you wouldn't. I get a little insecure. Do you want to tell the story of what happened with my mom and why I gave you a chapter? Why you're my knight in shining armor? Sure. So I remember going down and I remember when we were driving down there, you were giving me like all these like, like preconditions. Like you're basically just giving me a whole heads up about your mom and you're nervous. I'm like, your mom can't be that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I underestimated your mom. (laughs) We can laugh about this now because, well, we just can, but it was really hard, but go ahead. Were we dating? Yeah, we were dating. Yeah, we were dating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we were dating. Cause that was when we had the picture of that the uh, the Virginians for lovers. We saw from Virginia and had those powdered donuts. I thought that was on our honeymoon. No, it definitely wasn't. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, anyway, so sidetrack. So anyway, so we had that whole weekend. I remember your mom was like going off on you and you're getting so upset. And I'm like, this is not going anywhere. I'm like, this is, this is only going downhill. It's only going to get worse. And wait, pause there. What does that mean? She was going off on me. Like, well, I, it, it was more or less like it was how she was talking to you. Like it was like, it wasn't just like you guys were having a disagreement. It was literally about something so inconsequential. And she was just like railing into you, like yeah. just railing, 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 and she wouldn't stop. And you're getting all upset and you're trying to stop. And it just like it was getting it was getting it was escalating like that bad in a hot second. And I remember you were really upset and you're just like you didn't want to stay. And I'm like, well, then we'll just go. And and I remember like just kind of getting because it wasn't the conversation wasn't it was just escalating so bad. And I just remember like kind of just stepping in. And I knew you were losing self-control in the sense of like getting just really worked up. And I was just like, well, you know, Susie, you're not going to talk to her like that. And she just like stopped dead. And like that pretty much ended it. And then I was like, well, let's just get up and go then if you don't, you know. You guys, it was unbelievable. Like I'm sitting there falling apart. And my husband, who's a very non-confrontational man stood up to my mother and in the most respectful way was like, you will not talk to her like that anymore. And we are leaving now. And he just like took me out of there and we drove through the night back home. That was a long night. It was a really long night. We ended up pulling over to gas station to sleep. I think in the car. It was awful. It was pretty awful, but (laughs) oh gosh, our honeymoon, you guys, I was afraid of flying and I, so we drove like 30 some hours to Florida. I think we want a divorce by the time we pulled up to our honeymoon. (laughs) It was really hard. But anyway, I think that's why I married you. That's the only reason why you married me? I mean, not the only reason, but that was like, I'm pretty sure that when you did that, I was like, oh, okay, let's get married. I'm sure I thought that. Well, good thing that covered all my other flaws. Yes, it is a good thing. Okay, so you said what you're. There's a highlight. So there's another highlight when I went to um, clean your mom's apartment. But the funniest thing that best describes, if you want to understand Sarah's mom, I opened her fridge because there's like nasty food in there, and it was so gross. But I opened the fridge, and you guys know how they have those like the little drawers for the vegetables, right? In the vegetable drawers, you can set the cool setting or whatever the humidity. It keeps her vegetables good. Well, in her vegetable drawer, she had like at least a couple bags worth of candy littered everywhere. And when I saw that, it I was just the wrappers, right? Well, there's wrappers and candy, like, oh. like, <laughs> but like when I saw that, I just started laughing because I'm like, this, this is like totally her life. Like it was mm. mixing stuff that wasn't good. You know, like she was having her candy instead of having her vegetables. And and because I remember even when she was like living with us, like she would always have like donuts and all kinds of other stuff. But okay, I need to tell you guys something. So my mom lived with us for a year and a half. Jesse got shingles during this time because it was so stressful. Also, my mom loved Jesse. If Jesse and I were fighting or in an argument, she took his side every single time. Which made me lose because. Which totally made him lose. Yeah. I had to tell her to stay out of it because then I knew I'd be, if I was winning an argument and she jumped in, she would literally come shuffling across in her little socks, get on the kitchen, lean her head back and go, I agree with Jesse and then keep right on going. I'm like, well, there it goes. I just lost. 
So totally annoying. But here's something that used to happen to my mom. My mom had, because of the alcoholism and the cirrhosis of the liver, and she would, like her teeth were rotting out. But this is also my mom's sense of humor. So we would be sitting and eating dinner. And she, <laughs> literally this happened more than one time. We would be eating and her tooth would straight up fall out into her food. And she would just start laughing so hard, like mouth open, cracking up while her like poor rotted teeth were falling out in her food. Yeah, dinner time was 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 the hardest. I literally stared at my plate every every night. I didn't I couldn't look at her. Like it was so bad. I felt so bad, but I couldn't look at teeth falling out while I'm trying to But like my mom thought this was hilarious. Yeah, she thought everything was funny. She thought everything was funny. Okay. Why do you think that anybody would want to read this book? Well, I think it's like for three groups of people. A, the people who identify like with your part in the sense of you're dealing with someone difficult in a relationship. Um, and it gives you hope for that and how to handle that and like walk through that. Not that everything's going to end up perfect because um, nothing does. But I also think the second person is I think there's a lot of people out there who've had a really hard life. And because of that, I think there's, you know, you just feel like your life is not together. And that's why Jesus came because you don't get your life together and then come to Jesus. And I think there's a real hope in that, that, that all hope is not lost. And then I think for the third group of people, which I feel like from my perspective is just really understanding the, the heart of who God is and how he cares about people. And even in the midst of really, I mean, God worked in both your lives simultaneously at the same time, which if you think about it is crazy because there's like essentially chaos going on. But meanwhile, he's still working the chaos of both lives on both sides where they're, while you guys are like butting heads. Yeah. And, and there's like a macro level to everything where he sees everything that is going on. And when you both are literally praying to the same God in each of your own mess, he's literally working out both of them at the same time when both of you guys didn't feel like he was. And I, I think that's like, that's probably the most amazing part of the whole story is like, to me, that's like, that's just mind blowing. So that is, that is so crazy. And I always look back and I always think like, I just wanted the love of a mother and she just wanted the love of a father. Mm -hmm. And if we don't ever deal with our junk, I think this is the rhythms that we pass on. Yeah. He's nodding his head. Um, Is there anything that you want to ask me about the book? I mean, you don't really leave any stone unturned. This is really true. This is a funny thing. So I'm like giving the book to all my family and friends. I'm like, you guys, here's my book. I wrote a book. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to maybe read it. And then they're going to know all of the things. It's a pretty honest and vulnerable book. And it deals with really hard things. But the reason I did it is because I really, really, really want people to know that they're not alone and that there is hope. And that there is a God that hears them and sees them and wants to bring them out of the pit and into the light. And I think if we don't share the hard stories, then people may always think that they're just, they're the only one. Well, you guys, we are now going to go because we are exhausted. We have been doing launch week for about three months (laughs) to prepare. And now we're just going to go and enjoy it. Are you excited for the party? Yeah. Are you going to dance? Maybe. You're going to totally dance. Maybe. You guys, if you're at my party and you don't see him dancing, 
I want you to go give him an extra drink ticket. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. If you want to get a hold of the book, well, you can go to anywhere books are sold. You can even go into your brick and mortar bookstore because I hope it's there. It should be there. Or you can go to thecomplicatedheart.com to find it. Yay! And that's all for today, you guys. All of these links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Complicated Heart Podcast. If you like this podcast, if you've found it helpful, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review. Reviews are how people know if they should listen or not, so your review matters. Thank you so much. If you want to know more, check out sarahmay.com forward slash the Complicated Heart Podcast.